Prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Welcome back to a new week here at the Superhuman Nation, and we are going to be breaking some new ground. You know, I often talk about things before anyone else does. I'm kind of like the Rodney Dangerfield uh, of, of podcasting because I, I talk about things before anyone else does, then people talk about it and they claim it for themselves, and we're going to be doing that again today, I predict, because uh, it's taken years for mainstream physicians to understand that leaky gut or permeable gut is actually a thing. Uh, for years, they denied its existence, and now a lot of them are getting on board, and it's time for us to take a new step in understanding what's going on in leaky gut and what it could be leading to in your life that you don't attribute it to. We're going to have Dr. Kenneth Brown on in just a minute, one of the most forward-leaning uh, gastroenterologists I've ever met, um, and, and, and the, the right person to have this discussion with because I predict that we're going to break some really exciting ground today. With that being said... I think that uh, we need to pay homage to All-American Pharmaceutical and EFX Sports. Uh, right now, you can get six of their top-selling products absolutely free by going to superhumanradio.net and clicking the EFX Sports banner ad and putting in your address and paying $5 and change for shipping, and they will give you six of their top-selling products. They have some amazing sports and performance products that are worldwide. Uh, if you've never used them, Dr. Jeff doesn't believe you should buy them until you've tried them. And that's why he has this promotion. So check it out. And without further delay, Dr. Kenneth Brown, welcome back to the show. How you doing, man? Carl, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me back on Superhuman Radio. You know, I always have a blast. You're the you. only gastroenterologist I'll have on this show, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, your 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 mind is an open parachute. You're you're willing to look at things, uh, take the deep dive in them, and then either say, "Yeah, this is something," or "No, it's not," as opposed to just immediately discounting it, pushing it to the side because the orthodoxy says it's that way. And that's a rarity. I know that you attend a lot of the ancestral health symposiums. You've, you've taken deep dives into understanding keto and its benefits uh, for your patients. Hell, you, you formulated a Trantil, possibly one of the most successful, most effective uh, supplements for people who suffer from uh, uh, SIBO and other uh, dysbioses and, and end up having gas every, with every meal. Um, so you're, you're the right guy for this discussion because you're not the kind of guy who just shut down an idea before you actually do the research or think about it at least. So that's, that's where I stand with you. Well, thank you. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, I guess the, the biggest thing is knowing what you don't know and keeping an open (laughs) mind. That's my whole, my whole mission right now is to bridge the gap between traditional medicine and natural solutions. And so I have to be open to everything and try and figure out, okay, how do we, how do we tie the science to this? And if it makes sense, let's move forward. So what I said at the beginning of the show is true, right? For years, your colleagues uh, disavowed any possibility that gut permeability was a real thing. I mean, it's only in the past, I'd say, two years that a lot more um, what I would consider mainstream physicians are now going, yeah, permeability is real. So I think that there's still a lot of doctors that um, – I think there's functional medicine doctors that have, uh, that have agreed that permeability is real and leaky gut is real. But a traditionally trained MD, like my own partners, a lot of them 
will actually discount the patient if they say, do you think this is leaky gut? And I just had somebody come into my office last week. They drove in from a different city. And when she said uh, that she felt that she had leaky gut due to other symptoms, her, her gastroenterologist said leaky gut doesn't exist. Now, I think that – are you familiar with a conference called Paleo FX? Oh, of course. I've been to it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So I – it's funny because I, uh, I was asked to be a speaker there this year, and I had to laugh because after I got off stage, I'd say about 10 people came up to me and goes, you know who you got to meet? You got to meet Carl Lenore. You <laughs> – I started laughing. I was like, oh, okay. I'll do that. I'll put that on my list. (laughs) That's funny. I ended up, um, I gave a lecture where I basically discuss this kind of thing where we tie together IBS, leaky gut, and diet. And in one of my slides, I'm like, this is a traditional MD. And it was a doctor with his head in the sand. Because that's exactly it. They just choose to stick their head in the sand instead of going, hmm, maybe there's something to this. So I'm very passionate about intestinal permeability slash leaky gut. For that reason. And remember, I said something on one of our earlier shows together. I said any doctor who believe, does, that, that thinks that leaky gut is not real, what do you call GERD? I mean, yeah. okay, so they want to argue like the permeability of the lining of the gut is not a thing. But what about somebody who's con- constantly you know, vomiting up into their esophagus? That's leaky gut, right? <laughs> That's certainly a version of leaky gut. Yeah, the, um, it's a leaking uh, across what should be a one-way valve. So by definition, it's leaky gut. So I want to talk about something a little different today. So, so before we get into it, so just just give the Reader's Digest version of what leaky gut is and what are the symptoms we see in it for people out there who still are not convinced that this is a real thing. Okay, so first of all, if people and physicians that are listening to this, there is so much basic science where people really go and take a deep, deep vibe. Start out with this. We realize that um, the intestinal membrane or your tight junction, the cells that are held together, it has always been said that if some, the more important something is in biology, the more complex it will be. So as it turns out, the intestinal tight junction is so exquisitely complex because your body has to figure out what to sample from the outside world, use as a nutrient, decide that it's a friend or foe, and then mount a response, an immune response against this. So keeping that in mind, we know that it's a lot more complex than what people realize. It isn't just, don't stick your head in the sand and say it doesn't exist. And then, of course, there's websites on the internet that kind of describe it as big, giant holes and chunks of hamburger are falling through, and it's not that either. The reality is, is that it is very complex, and the body has all these safety guards to try and protect itself. Talk about, but, the li- talk about the lining of the stomach. There's a mucosal barrier that protects the actual lining of the stomach. And then there are, what are they, they're, they're kind of like hairs, right, that, that, that they protect. And then there's the actual lining of the stomach itself. And we talk about this and people envision like gobs of mucus and thick things. But the entire complex is fairly, fairly thin, right? It is then. And what we're really talking about when we're going to say leaky gut isn't the stomach. It's the part right after the stomach known as the small intestine. Mm -hmm. That's where we absorb everything. And that's where things get absorbed. The stomach is really kind of built to take a beating. It's got the acid and all the stuff in there that and, and the lining is very different. What we're talking about, the lining in the small bowel is exactly right. You say that it has these villi. Think of villi as fingers and they just as food. As we eat and food comes across, they rub across them. And on each one of your fingers, if you hold your hand up, imagine millions of tiny fingers wrapping them on the outside. We call those microvilli. So it's like 
everything, they've got digestive enzymes, and as things are being digested, the microvilli are able to sort of just grab them, almost like a, I kind of think of it like one of those big whales that can eat all the plankton just by opening their mouth. Right. And so right. it's a little bit like that. And so when that lining, each one of those microvilli, they have the ability to absorb things, to fight things, or to keep things away. So certain things are well known to cause intestinal permeability or leaky gut. And so what this is, is if you have bacterial overgrowth, SIBO, an infection, a molecule called zonulin, which is produced from uh, people that react to wheat, mm-hmm. and then very poor diet uh, with lots of processed foods. Alcohol, you- alcohol. We can't forget alcohol, right? Alcohol, yeah, certainly alcohol can do this as well. Yeah, it can actually damage the lining a little bit, right. and then it makes it more permeable. And what that means is the it isn't so much that things are falling through, it's that your body gets, or the cells that are there, like security guards, they can look up, sample, and then they hand it to their boss, which is known as a B cell. And the B cell will decide, hey, this is friend or foe, which is, works perfectly, unless the gates get opened a little too much. And then that security guard gets overwhelmed. And people just, things keep coming at him. And he's like, ah. And then eventually, the B cell, his boss, will say, you know, forget this. We got to get rid of that thing, so we're going to mount an immune response, and then your body will produce antibodies to go over and fight whatever it is that the security guard says is coming through. Now that might be uh, like gluten, that might be bacterial overgrowth, that might be something that we do need to fight, like a bad bacterial infection, and that's pretty much the basis of we got to decide if we're what we're going to absorb, we got to decide what we're going to fight, and then if the the lining becomes overwhelmed, then sometimes it mounts a defense or it produces antibodies where it really shouldn't. And that's what we now know causes autoimmune disease. So we always talk about the things that we're ingesting, breaching uh, this lining and ending up in the bloodstream, and then the immune system attacks it. And it happens to look similar to, let's say, thyroid tissue. So the immune system starts to attack the thyroid tissue as well. This is traditionally the Reader's Digest ultra-simplified version of autoimmune disorders. Sometimes it looks like chondrocytes and the body starts to attack its own joints and we have rheumatoid arthritis or we can have Addison's disease or we can have Hashimoto's disease. But basically, once these uh, bad actors get into the bloodstream, then the body mounts a second approach. So so the, 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 the lining of the gut didn't do its job keeping them out. So now the body has to go into full attack mode and T cells are activated and the immune system is activated and they're going to go and attack these things before they can do damage. The problem is that that immune system becomes confused because that bad actor looks just like that cell in, in, in your, in your, uh, uh, in your, in your thyroid. And it says, Oh, there's more of them over here. Let's go get those as well. And then you end up with Hashimoto's disease. Isn't that an ultra-simplified version of autoimmune disorder? I think that you got it better than most of my colleagues. <laughs> I think that it's not – you absolutely nailed it. It's when, you're, it's when your immune system overreacts. You, have you heard of the term epigenetics? Yes. We talk okay. about it all the time, yeah. Okay, great. So you know, when you look at this, like uh, when people get their 23andMe or they do these genetic tests and they say whatever – It's really interesting because less than 10% of the people that are genetically predisposed to some autoimmune disease actually develop that disease. But we do know 
that when they have an insult of some sort, meaning some sort of stressor to the intestinal lining, those are the people that actually go from having the genetic predisposition to turning on the gene, and then they actually start having those antibodies being produced. So there's a component of both leaky gut and then, of course, some genetics that can play into this. It's a really fascinating field right now. In the, um, in the talk that I give, I discuss two people that I respect very highly. Um, uh, there's a doctor who's a pediatric gastroenterologist. I went and saw him talk. His name is Alessio Fasano. And he's the godfather of celiac disease, which is an autoimmune thing that we're talking about that creates leaky gut. But it was fascinating because he said the epidemic of autism and childhood obesity is because of leaky gut. And then I saw saw Paleo FX last year, David Perlmutter talked, and he gave, he's a neurologist, and he gave a lecture about how the epidemic in the older population of dementia and Alzheimer's Looks like it's all starting in the gut also, probably due to intestinal permeability. Well, and, and a study just came forth and, and, and conclusively links uh, that Parkinson's disease now starts in the gut. So it, it doesn't surprise, none of this surprises me, right? And, and so, but, but here's the question I have for you. So we, we've just laid out what normally happens, and we've laid out what we believe um, are the insults that are breaching the lining of the, the, the uh, intestines. Uh, but what about the hydrochloric acid itself? What about just the present? Because, because I'm going to take, take this step by step and implicate some things that I think are going on. We know that uh, overgrowth of H. pylori starts to turn down hydrochloric acid, both the amount that you produce and the duration that you produce it. I'm going to talk to you in, 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 towards the end of the show about a possible new approach to using digestive enzymes that I think you'll like. But what about just the HCL itself, breaching the gut, getting into the body, and causing some sort of uh, acidosis? No one's talking about the potential for that. Well, I think that I guess I haven't really linked that together. The way that I think about it is our stomach produces hydrochloric acid. That hydrochloric acid is primarily there to keep the environment sterile. And you're 100% correct that if you have H. pylori and a lot of it, it will actually start shutting down these cells and you have something called hypochlorhydia or you don't produce as much acid or something known as atrophic gastritis. So atrophy, think of your muscle atrophying. These are uh, acid-producing cells that atrophy and wither away. So what you're describing with H. pylori um, is a little bit different in the sense that if you do have hydrochloric acid, what I tell I – do, I do a study called a Bravo pH study where I will actually um, staple a radio transmitter in somebody's esophagus so we can see the amount of acid that they have. And over time, it will actually fall off, and then I can see what happens to the acid level. Keep this in mind, though. Once you get out of the stomach, your pancreas will produce 12 to 15 liters of, hydro, of uh, bicarbonate fluid, and it almost instantly turns it into a pH of about 8. Mm. Now, this, okay. is, this is interesting because a lot of times people will talk about, oh, well, this will survive your stomach. Um, but when you look at like drugs and things like that, you know, it requires to both get through a acidic environment and then immediately become a profoundly basic environment with the bile and the pancreatic enzymes. So it's this opposing thing. So in my using what you're saying that the acid's being absorbed, unless you actually have a connection in the stomach, most likely 
the acid is being neutralized right as soon as it comes around the duodenal sweep or the first part of the small bowel. Where is the jejunum? The jejunum? Jejunum? How do you pronounce that? Yeah, it's uh, jejunum. Um, You have the duodenum, then it becomes the jejunum, and then it becomes the ileum. Those are three theoretical spots in the body. And we just kind of uh, separate them in gastroenterology because they do a few other things. But the jejunum is the middle part of the small bowel. Okay, so, but the but the gut can, in and of itself, be breached. We talked about the, 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 the intestine, but the gut itself can be breached because we know that people develop ulcers. Um, isn't some of that hydrochloric acid seeping out into the bloodstream if the stomach has issues? I guess theoretically it could. Um, there's lots of safeguards. So when you have, if it gets into the bloodstream, what can happen is, is that your kidneys... Uh, work very hard. The acid-base balance is so important in the body, it just keeps it so tightly regulated. That's how come that we can get rid of it with breathing by blowing off CO2 or the kidneys. The kidneys, the other exquisitely complex organ, will try like crazy to make sure that there's no acidosis, which is why when people are on dialysis, they are at risk of really messing with their pH balance. Um, I think you and I hinted on it on one show where we were going to talk a little bit about uh, taking um, bicarbonate and things like that, and can that affect your acid-base balance? And Yes. You know, yeah. I, I, so you're, you're actually giving me a segue. So this was my next comment. So I interviewed a scientist who recently published a study that showed that taking sodium bicarbonate shortly before a meal reduces autoimmune disorder symptoms dramatically in a wide variety of conditions. I had him on the show. Everybody was postulating, oh, it's the, it's the carbon dioxide. Uh, no, it's the, it's, the, it's the neutralizing pH. And it's not. It's something you taught me on the show. I once said to you, why not use sodium bicarbonate when you have, uh, you know, uh, 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 GERD and stuff like that? You said, well, it does work, but the problem is that it rebounds and causes a greater production of acid in its wake. I never knew that until you told me that. So when I interviewed this doctor, I said, so what do you see as being the pathway for the reduction of, uh, of autoimmune disorder responses when people use sodium bicarb before a meal? He said, because it then produces more acid and they digest their food more thoroughly. I said, oh, in my head, I'm saying Dr. Brown told me that. Okay, great. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, but think, but think about this. So... I said to him, so in other words, what you're saying is, you know, Tums would do the same thing. He goes, theoretically, it probably would. I'm not sure, blah, blah, blah. I didn't get the chance to ask him this question, but now I'm going to say it as a statement. It sounds to me that people with autoimmune disorders just need to start using digestive enzymes so that they more thoroughly digest their food. Yeah, so the thing about it is, is that if you're, even if you digest the food, so like, let's, let's look at um, the molecule gliadin, for instance, gliadin is the molecule in gluten that celiac patients and people with gluten intolerance actually will react to. So even if you're digesting that, the body does a really good job in a healthy individual. What ends up happening is that when the, when you take in gliadin or gluten in a healthy person, the body will then swallow it through a process called endocytosis. Just think of it as like the body will wrap around it and it will degrade it with enzymes before it can make it across that border. 
in a celiac patient or in somebody who's gluten sensitive, they have these auto or they have these antibodies known as secretory IgA. Basically, you're supposed to have these patrolmen walking around. Well, they don't recognize that gliadin should be destroyed before it comes in, and it actually grabs it and escorts it across the barrier. That, that oh, type and it's it's almost like it tricks the body, and then the body gets it and goes, "Oh my gosh, we got to mount a defense against this." And every time you eat, you build up more antibodies, which is why celiac patients they'll end up wearing down those villi that we talked about, and it'll actually get so blunt because your own body is just bombarding it, trying to get rid of it. So yes, digesting your food much better is certainly one way to do it. But also, if you have a genetic predisposition. Even the increased digestion, it gets a little more complex than that. So Okay, okay. I, I want to I take a break, and I want to I share with you something I discovered using digestive enzymes, a different approach to, to using digestive enzymes, okay? We're going to yeah. take one quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Dr. Kenneth Brown. Stay tuned. If you suffer from abdominal bloating, relief is here. Introducing Atrontil. Developed by a board-certified gastroenterologist, it relieves bloating where it starts, in the small bowel. That's why Atrontil. works while other remedies don't. In clinical trials, 88% of bloating sufferers who use prescription medications with no relief found Atrontil. relieve their symptoms, and it's available without a prescription because Atrontil is made from a patented molecular combination of botanical extracts. It's not a probiotic. Plus, it's natural, vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. A-T-R-A-N-T-I-L Atrontil Atrontil. Even the name is proven to make you feel better. Go to lovemytummy.com and use code SHR for 10% off. That's code SHR at lovemytummy.com. Lovemytummy.com. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at synthogen.com mass pro synthogen when you train with it you'll gain with it there are a few products that i believe in the way i believe in can see eye drops i've been using can see for six months now and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing wow that's an old commercial the truth is i've been using can see eye drops for 11 years now and i credit can see eye drops as being the reason that i do not need reading glasses at 58 years old can see eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely that's why I both use and endorse Cansee Eye Drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how Cansee Eye Drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? You'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to efxsports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right. Six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try. 
Just cover a small shipping and handling fee, and they're on their way to you. See for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally. Head over to EFXSports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today. Once again, that's EFXSports.com. Hi, I'm Ashley Grace, co-founder of HM Company. Hemp CBD improved my life so much that I started HM Company to help others naturally feel better. You don't have to have had a severe brain injury like me to benefit from HM Company products. If you're struggling to feel better, calm your brain, or better deal with daily stress and want to do so naturally, please try HM Company products. Search HM Company and use code SHR for 20% off and free shipping. That's HMP Company and code SHR. Mitochondrial uncoupling is the holy grail of fat loss. Making mitochondria work harder raises body temperature and metabolic rate without the jitters of stimulants. Now there is an over-the-counter mitochondrial uncoupler that will let you shred your body down to the last pounds of body fat. It's Trojan Horse. This is the supplement breakthrough of the decade. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Trojan Horse banner ad. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your order today. BlackstoneLabs.com. Trojan Horse. This is the Superhuman Channel. Doing reps with the weight of the world. You know, I've been telling people for 13 years now that you have to be able to train anywhere because sometimes... You can't get to the gym. Sunday was one of those days for me. I really wanted to go to the gym. I really wanted to challenge myself. But because we had company over, I really wasn't able to do it. And that's why I reached for my Swerkit app. Swerkit is a digital fitness experience designed just for you. It allows you to customize your workouts to fit whatever needs you have. You can get very, 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 very intense workouts using Swerkit. And if you don't like an exercise, while I say you should do it anyway, a tap pushes past it to the next exercise and everything is delivered in high quality digital video on any device. My listeners get 10% off the membership uh, discount plus a 30 day free trial just to check it out. If you head over to swerkit.com forward slash super, that's S W O R K I T.com forward slash super and check it out today. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We're talking with Dr. Kenneth Brown. We're talking about, Leaky gut. We can't talk about this enough because I really, really believe strongly that leaky gut is at the foundational base of most of the diseases that we say see today, especially autoimmune diseases that we see today. And it's important for people to understand it so that they can take steps to remedy it. So let's talk about let's let's stay with this topic for a second longer um, with with the uh, use of um, um, enzymes. Okay? OK, something something I discovered recently. I definitely have some gut issues. You and I know that. We've talked about my Herkimer when I first started using uh, your product, the Trantil. Um, oh, by the way, just yeah. on a quick side note, I think we have a mutual friend, Ben Greenfield. Oh, yeah. Him? Ben's great. I love Ben. Ben. So I just, Ben's, a, Ben's a madman. He's a madman. I was just on his show, and we got to talking about the Herxmeyer, the Herxmeyer reaction. And I said, well, you know what? I said, I was on um, with uh, Superhuman Radio. And he goes, Carl, yeah. And I said, he's the one that figured out that Hemp-derived CBD oil actually helps that. Yeah. So I've been using that with all my patients, so I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Yeah, yeah, I know, and it does. It makes a big difference because I was able to make that, that kind of flu-like feeling go away like, like literally within minutes by taking CBD products uh, um, um, after I started to feel sick. And I communicated with you, and you were like, yeah, that's Herkimer. You're, you're feeling it. Um, and so, what we'll, so 
here's what I discovered, right? Um, I think that, and, and I, and I want to bring glyphosate into this discussion in a second, okay? Because I just did a, just did a show on glyphosate. I've been doing shows on glyphosate forever. And, and when I look at the common, for the common denominator across all different types of people that have gut issues and distended stomachs and complain about bloating and stuff, I keep coming back to something that's, in, that's ubiquitous in, in food today. But we'll get back to that in a second. So here's what I discovered. Um, instead of taking – I'm going to get a little graphic here, but there's no other way to talk about digestion, right? Um, when I take hydrochloric acid – uh, and uh, the three other enzymes, uh, you know, um, um, amylase, uh, lipase, and uh, uh, what's the other one for protein? I'm sorry, protease. When I take those with my meal, as suggested, um, I end up with a, a somewhat loose bowel movement. And that's not good because I know that you can tell a lot about your health and your digestion by checking your bowel movement. People are afraid to look in the toilet at their poop. They, they flush it down. They don't want to. But that's where a lot of answers lie if your diet's working for you. So here's what I started doing. I eat a meal. And about a half hour to 40 minutes later after the meal, that's when I start burping. And so what I, what I envision in my mind from being a kid in my chemistry set was, you know, if you take just a little bit of acid and drop it on a compound... It just foams up, just makes foam, 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 foam. If you drop that compound in the acid, it's gone, right? So what I envision in my, in, my, in my body is there's undigested food in my stomach, and there's really not enough going on there to break it down. So all it's doing is foaming and foaming and foaming. So I thought to myself, what if I took my digestive enzymes after, postprandial, after I ate, uh, when I started to notice the belching, and the gassiness, and I swear to you, it works. So my body is doing what it can do with the acid it produces and for the duration of time it produces because people who have, uh, are impaired uh, digestively, it's not just about the amount of hydrochloric acid and, uh, and enzymes they're producing, but it's the duration. Does it, does it keep coming on long enough to get all the food digested? And when I take, as soon as I start belching and I feel like, oh, this this needs this isn't done yet, and my body thinks it is. I take my digestive enzymes then, and within a couple of minutes, the bloating feeling goes away, and it's gone. What do you think of that? Well, I think that so when you eat something and you're burping and burping, that it's still sitting in your stomach. So it would make sense that if you take something to help the digestion begin in the stomach, then it starts breaking down quicker, and it'll get out of your stomach sooner. And that's probably what you're experiencing is that it doesn't sit in your stomach so long and you have this burping, this burping and this belching and stuff. When you take the enzymes on an empty stomach, they're really just kind of going through your body, and that's probably what's causing some of the loose stools that you're experiencing. So I think you're really smart to take that after you eat to sort of help that whole process along. You don't think it's smart? No, I do think it's smart. Oh, yeah, it, it's working for me. Uh, I, when I take digestive enzymes with my meal, they, that's when they give me the loose stool. That's when they, they, they – and I just don't feel like – I don't feel right, but when I take and I take a lot less, I take one six hundred and eighty milligram hydrochloric acid, and one of Metagenics uh, enzyme tablets, which has lipase, uh, protease, and, and amylase in it, and and I take that about forty minutes after the meal, and I digest the food perfectly. I don't get any gas. I don't get any GERD. I, I think I've discovered a better way 
to allow your body to use what it produces and then just help it in the most important period when the meal is supposed to be out of your stomach, but it's still not. And I'd yeah, like so other people to try that. I'd like them to try it. If we look at the most extreme case that I'll deal with, which will be somebody that'll have chronic pancreatitis or they'll have what's called pancreatic insufficiency and they don't produce enough enzymes, the most common complaint they'll come to me with is every time I eat, I'll end up having bad diarrhea and I'll even look in the toilet and it'll look like somebody put some olive oil on there. I'm like, aha, you're not digesting the food. Your pancreas is unable to do that. Guess what the treatment is? I want you to take five digestive enzymes after the meals, um, or basically time it for most people, depending on how quick their stomach ends or empties. But basically, you're going to take the enzymes, and then that diarrhea goes away. You're basically showing that exact same thing, and you used yourself as a test subject. So yeah, yeah. we see that in the extreme version. You're doing it now with, I'm sure you have a perfect pancreas, but some of the food will just sit there a little longer, and that's how you react to it. And I, and I think my gut, my gut is, is much better than it was six months ago. The other problem with this whole thing is people want a quick fix, and it took years for your gut to get effed up. You've got to be patient and trust the process. When you know you're doing the right things, it will get better. Don't you agree with that? People are very impatient. Oh, that's the thing that we see all the time. With, with Atron Teal, you know, the studies that we have, you know, we did it for a full two weeks. And we know that it'll take people 10 to 20 days to start seeing a change. And we have all these people that will take one pill and go, it didn't do anything. I'm like, that's not, that's not its job. Its job, you have to be patient. You have to be diligent, and you have to take your health into your hands and realize that you maybe need to change your diet a little bit and take Atrontil with it. We do know that you'll get better, but you got to stay patient. I see that all the time. What about, so now what about this thing that I'm, I'm thinking about? Like, I know a lot of people, right? I know people who are deep into physical culture, deep into athletics. I know people who are couch potatoes. I know people that are average people. Everybody suffers from distended stomachs today. I've been trying to put my finger on it. I keep coming back to something that we know now. Uh, from lots of good research being done by some land-grant universities that glyphosate is ubiquitous. Glyphosate is an uh, antimicrobial, and uh, Monsanto has a patent that's about 12 years old now uh, that teams glyphosate up with amoxicillin to be used in people with, uh, with uh, um, certain types of resistant uh, antibiotic-resistant issues. So glyphosate is an antimicrobial, but the difference between an antimicrobial and an antibiotic are the dose and the duration of exposure. So what, what, what happens if someone is exposed to low levels of antibiotics day in and day out for years? What happens to the diversity? What happens to the lining of the stomach? Do you see the potential for low-dose antibiotic exposure leading to some of the issues we see in the population today? 1,000%. I mean, look at what's going on. Why do we have, in a culture, we're trying to stay healthy, why are we having an exponential increase in chronic illness, um, Alzheimer's, dementia, autoimmune disease? People are trying to do the right thing, and yet we continue to be obese. You start looking at some of the science behind this, and it is fascinating. So glyphosate is the antimicrobial. The other thing that you have to think about is these crops that they're using, specifically corn and wheat, when we say that they're GMO, it's not the GMO that makes them bad. Right. It's that we've genetically engineered them to tolerate this poison that has now been shown to be a, a cancer causer. So there's a big lawsuit going on with Monsanto that it, they apparently knew for the last 10 years that it can cause cancer. And now they're like, yeah, well, Roundup. So they refer to it as Roundup. Roundup is glyphosate. So it's super interesting. Right. And it, these, 
Interestingly enough, just for the record, for people who aren't aware of this and didn't listen to the glyphosate interview we just did last week, go back and listen to it. But guess what foods have the highest glyphosate load? We already know about wheat because we know that they spray glyphosate on wheat crops to synchronize them just days before they harvest them. But guess what other crops have the highest level of glyphosate? I think it's uh, apples or something, isn't it? Legumes. All legumes, chick. They do the so they do the same thing with beans, and they do the same thing with oats. They spray the crops just days before they they harvest them to kill the crops and make harvesting easier. So they literally put it on before you eat it. Yeah, that's and then the other thing that these if if they have the crops that can tolerate it. What they've done is they genetically got them to have what's called an amylase tryptase inhibitor. Yes. Enzymes you were just talking about. Well, these actually can stop you from being able to properly use your amylase and tryptase to break down the food. In fact, that was first discovered in soy. I had a doctor I had a conversation with not too long ago who didn't want to go on the air and say this. But he actually said that he thinks that a lot of the gut dysbioses all started from soy because it not only has uh, uh, anti-digestive, as you're pointing out, uh, mechanisms in it, but soy systematically destroys the microvilli. Now, have you seen anything like that? Um, I haven't necessarily okay. just feel away with, with soy, but I, this is what I see. When I get people to kind of go on a paleo-type diet, a lot of them get better. So, and I think it's because we're taking away that. Now it makes sense. I didn't even realize that legumes were part of that whole class. So. Dude, you got to go back and listen to this interview. This company is actually doing a self, a, a crowdfunded glyphosate study. They're charging people $99 to be tested. Elisa and I are doing a test now. I would expect that I have very low glyphosate load, but I may be surprised. When we started looking at where glyphosate exposure is coming from, it's shocking. It's shocking. And people eat beans all the time. They think, oh, you know, beans are the other protein. No, 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 no. First of all, they're a high carbohydrate, high fiber, but really they're, they're the highest crop, highest load of glyphosate of all the crops out there today, including wheat. And wow. no one's talking about this. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I have not, as, as you know, it's really, I mean, there's so many exciting things, and I love that you're doing a show like this where I don't have to do my own research. I can just go back, listen, get caught up to speed. So I yeah. love that. Good. That. Okay, I want to talk to you about something else, and then we're going to take a break. Um, so there is a, a, a phenomenon taking place in our population today. It is a B6 toxicity. Uh, we have, you know, uh, B6 is one of the most ubiquitous B vitamins found in all the things we call food, from plants to animals. And we've been exposed to B6 forever. B6 plays some very, very important roles in uh, the process of converting amino acids and glucose into glycogen for muscle use. It also plays an important role in the gluconeogenesis process. Uh, B6 has never been a problem, but we are now seeing uh, B6 toxicity levels that's being shown not only from serum, but also from punch biopsies into muscle, into average people. We know where the B6 is coming from. A lot of these people are using energy drinks uh, and energy products that have anywhere from 20 to 40 milligrams of B6 per, and they're having two or three of them a day. But, but also, there's something else going on here, Dr. Brown. There's something else that's causing us to hyperstore B6. B6 has very, very important components in the gut, 
in the jejunum, as you point, you, you, you said it correctly before, at where it's absorbed or not or malabsorbed. Can you see anything in the work that you've been doing that if you connect the dots, you can say, yeah, I could see where the over uh, uh, consumption or the over uh, storage of B6 might be coming from inside the gut. So that's fascinating. So one of the things when I start doing research on bacterial overgrowth, SIBO, we are now tying together a lot of different things. One of the things that we're tying together is that not only do you have uh, the bacterial overgrowth, but the inflammation causes inflammation in the neurotransmitters in the gut, and it can actually affect the histamine in the gut, which means that it can go straight up and cause brain inflammation there. What's fascinating is that what you're linking here is because B6 is actually involved in those kind of processes also. So it would make I've never thought about it, but it would make sense that if we're having a B6 shift, then even at a cellular level, it's going to affect your gut because you need the B6, not too much of it, enough of it to do some of these processes. Like it basically, I mean, B6 known as peroxidine, what, what is it again? It's a pyrox. Doxine. Anyways, I always get it backwards. That's how come nobody ever says the actual. Yeah, um, right, right. So, P5P so, and P4P. and Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the metabolism of B6 takes place in the liver. So if you're taking a ton of this stuff and you have to metabolize it, then you're going uh, you're, you're gonna to tax the liver. And that's going to be another place where you can actually not clear out some of the toxicities of the body. So I didn't realize that it's in all those energy drinks every one of them and you know what the funny thing is when you go to europe they they the european uh equivalent to the fda says that a uh uh, the maximum dose in supplements can be is only like 15 milligrams and here in the united states the maximum dose is 60 but they say that 100 is dangerous but what they fail to realize because they love to say well b vitamins are water-soluble well, if you're not drinking enough water, and if you have something going wrong with your gut, malabsorption in the other way, instead of you're not absorbing enough of it, you're absorbing too much of it, you end up with B6 overload in muscles. It has the same symptoms as being deficient. It destroys the nervous system. Uh, it affects the small, uh, the, the small fiber nerves at the end of the nerve itself, which is re- re- responsible for sensation. Uh, people develop all sorts of hot and cold feelings, uh, numbness, uh, neuropathies. Then, and the doctor goes, oh, you, you've got diabetic neuropathy. No, it's from the B6 absorption uh, 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 and, and, and storage that's causing these problems, and nobody's paying attention to it. That's interesting. Carl, in your research, did you ever see if the serum B6 correlates with the symptoms, meaning, or is it more at a cellular level? I, well, I belong to a group that's on Facebook, and I've been reading some of their most recent stuff. Uh, and and the the woman uh, Beth, I can't think of her last name right now. I think it's uh, it's, it's Smazic. I'm sorry, Beth. Uh, she's done a great job of putting this group together, and she is seeing people whose serum levels are dropping, but they still have symptoms, which leads me to believe that you have to do things to get it out of the tissue. The only thing you can do to get B6 out of the tissue is to exercise because it's used to uh, to convert. Uh, things into glycogen. So, you know, like like long bouts of cardio would be really good for your legs to deplete B6. But it looks like serum and tissue may not be so uh, correlative. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Wow. I mean, once B6 is in the muscle, 
It's not like sweat gets it out. The only way to get it out is to, A, stop in B6 intake for a period of time, which is very difficult because, I mean, other than eggs, there are very few proteins that don't have lots of B6 because it's never had a, we've never had a problem with overabsorbing it before. Hmm. Yeah, that's something I'm going to start paying attention to. I do get a lot of patients that come in and they really look like they have a micronutrient deficiency or they look like, and I'm checking you know, the, the typical culprits. I have patients, oh, listen to this. You're going to get a kick out of this. It's going to be a little bit off subject from B6, but I think you're really going to like it. There was an article that has yet to be published yet out of the University of Georgia um, where they actually looked at people that had bacterial overgrowth and they checked their uh, symptom base. Those that had bacterial overgrowth and had brain fog. Have you ever heard of that term before, brain fog? It's uh, it, when you set memory trouble and you have... A, oh, I'm, I'm going to tell you a story. I have it today. I'll tell you why later. Good. Okay. Check this out. He had a correlation. It's a very well-done study where they looked at this and they realized they were checking lactic acid in these people. And as it turns out, they all had lactic acidosis. And you're Damn very it. Did, I, got, I got it. I got it. Come on. Come on. Give me the answer. This is amazing. Check, check this out. He found out that in the subset of these people, all of them were taking probiotics. Specifically, the ones that everybody takes, which are the lactic, lactic yeah, the lactate, yeah, and, right, and the bifidobacterium. He goes on to show that these probiotics are lactate producers. So when you feed a carbohydrate-rich diet to these bacteria, they'll produce lactic acid. What does lactic acid do? It actually contributes to inflammation in the body, and then it crosses the blood-brain barrier. So I have all these people that have been coming in. They're like, man, I'm just fatigued. I can't work okay, out. Okay, like tell me what the answer is, and then I have to take a break, and I'm going to tell you what I'm going through right now after going to Ireland. Tell, tell me what, what, what the answer is. Well, in this study, they actually treated them in a way that I wouldn't, but they treated them aggressively with systemic antibiotics uh, to get rid of the bacteria in the gut. My answer would be the same thing that we talk about. Let's, let's not feed the bacteria. Let's... Get rid of the bacteria using a natural product like Atrantil. Oh, and then the polyphenols with that, um, getting back to the glyphosate, it actually binds and makes a little cluster on the glyphosate so it doesn't make it as toxic. But we got to get rid of that. And then most importantly, and people aren't going to like this, if you're susceptible like that, you should not be taking those probiotics. Damn, and I, and oh my God, I have to take a break and then I have to reveal some stuff that fits right into this discussion. All right, stay tuned. We're gonna, this is gonna be great. Make sure you come back. Now, the number one best selling non hormonal anabolic agent at PredatorNutrition.com. Progenidrex has established itself as the category killer. If you're having difficulty gaining muscle while staying lean, you owe it to yourself to try Progenidrex. 100% of store reviews rated it at five stars, the highest possible ranking. And today, right now, there are guys pouring their hearts out in the gym with little or nothing to show for it. Don't waste any more time. Go to PredatorNutrition.com today and get Progenidrex, the world's absolute best drug-free muscle gainer. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You too can benefit from Live On Labs lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. If you suffer from abdominal bloating, relief is here. Introducing... 
developed by a board-certified gastroenterologist. It relieves bloating where it starts, in the small bowel. That's why works while other remedies don't. In clinical trials, 88% of bloating sufferers who use prescription medications with no relief found relieve their symptoms. And it's available without a prescription because is made from a patented molecular combination of botanical extracts. It's not a probiotic. Plus, it's natural, vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. Atrontil. Even the name is proven to make you feel better. Go to lovemytummy.com and use code SHR for 10% off. That's code SHR at lovemytummy.com. Lovemytummy.com. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in CanSee eye drops. I've been using CanSee for six months now, and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is, I've been using CanSee eye drops for 11 years now, and I credit CanSee eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses. Glasses at 58 years old. Can see eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse Can See Eye Drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how Can See Eye Drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. Mitochondrial uncoupling is the holy grail of fat loss. Making mitochondria work harder raises body temperature and metabolic rate without the jitters of stimulants. Now there is an over-the-counter mitochondrial uncoupler that will let you shred your body down to the last pounds of body fat. It's Trojan Horse. This is the supplement breakthrough of the decade. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Trojan Horse banner ad. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your order today. BlackstoneLabs.com. Trojan Horse. Eat dessert again with the new 100% natural line of high-protein, low-carb Quest protein bars. I love lemon cream pie and strawberry cheesecake, but you can choose from chocolate peanut butter, coconut cashew, or cinnamon roll as well. No matter which one you try, you'll feel like you're eating dessert, but this is no ordinary dessert. With 20 grams of high-quality whey protein isolate, 17 grams of prebiotic fiber, and sweetened with stevia, these bars will make you feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest Protein Bar banner ad to learn more about these clean and delicious protein bars. Spit that out right now. This is the Superhuman Channel. Welcome back. Dr. Brown, promise me something right now. Uh, that you, 76% of Americans have digestive problems. We need to start doing a bi-monthly episode, even if it's just 30 <laughs> minutes so that you can come on and talk about new stuff. And, now, and I'm, you're going to know why when I tell you with my story. I have this. Um, so I got I to gotta give a shout out to somebody who's been helping me. I have a, um, a, both a patient, but she's been helping us a ton. Um, her name is Angie Cook, and she's getting her master's in nutrition. So she has access to all, all these journals that are pending publication. It's so cool. I'm getting all this information just daily. So, yeah, I'd love to do it. She okay. keeps, me, she keeps okay. my inbox full. So Okay, okay. All right, we'll work that out later. So let me, I got to start at the beginning. My sister Valerie passed away almost five years ago, supposedly from Parkinson's disease. I knew she never had Parkinson's disease. What she died of is the treatment of Parkinson's disease. But let me tell you, so when, when she was at my, I'm 60. I just turned 60 this year. So when she turned um, 60, 
uh, she was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. No, she was 50. I'm sorry. She was 58 years old when she was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, misdiagnosed. And her only symptoms were that her legs, she taught spinning classes, a very advanced spinning classes. She was like the Energizer Bunny. She was always athletic. She put on muscle very easily. She was very small, very petite girl. She said to me one time, I don't know why, but when I teach my spinning classes, my right leg just burns like like fatigue so quickly. And we knew about lactic acid buildup, but it was just the one leg. So she went to the doctor, and the doctor diagnosed her with PD. That was her own. Her only other symptom was she was depressed. She had gone through menopause. She didn't. She wasn't on hormones. She was depressed. Oh, depression is the only. Sometimes depression. I'll never forget this. He told. Sometimes depression is the only symptom of Parkinson's disease. How sad. So of course they put her on Cinemet, right? And she and she lived on Cinemet, and the doses got higher and higher, and the Cinemet destroyed her. But towards the end of her life, she couldn't even talk. She had to use a keyboard to type out words. Because the Cinemet destroyed her. The Cinemet destroyed her brain. But I have all the same symptoms she had today. Oh. Yes, listen to this. So, uh, and my audience knows because I've been talking about it for the past couple of years. Uh, I'm numb up to the top of my thighs right now. And it changes. It can change in just a couple of days and get below my knees. Um, and, and, and there's a level of spasticity. When the numbness is the worst, there's a level of spasticity in my legs. I literally get lactic acid burning just going up the stairs in my quads. Okay, sit with me now. Just sit tight. Uh, when it's worse, my face is numb. My hands are numb. Uh, my legs are numb. And I actually have uh, what is considered uh, hyperalgesia, right? You know, like if I walk on barefoot, it feels like I'm walking on pebbles, right? So... Mm. I know I don't have Parkinson's disease, right? I know that this is nutritional because all of this started when my gut problems started. When I started getting bloated and my bowel movement changed and my sensitivity to certain foods changed, it all started then. So I just came back from Ireland, a 10-day trip in Ireland. And you know, Doc, I got to have fun. I'm drinking. (laughs) I'm eating brown bread every single day. I'm eating all the foods I normally wouldn't eat at home. I felt like I was 100 years old when I got home. I I was fatigued, brain fog. I felt horrible. I immediately go on a steak and egg, steak and egg, steak and egg diet, religiously eating nothing but steak and eggs twice a day. And by the sixth day, the numbness moves down below my knees. My face isn't numb at all. My hands are only numb in the fingers. I feel great. I have more control over my legs. I'm running up the stairs again. I'm like, wow, this is the answer. But then you know how it is, Doc. Oh, well, maybe I can have just this. Let me test. So I had asparagus. It was cool. Nothing happened. Everything's going great. Last night, I had pizza. I woke up this morning. I couldn't even think. I couldn't think. I didn't even want to come in and do the show. I said to Elisa, if there was a way for me to call in sick, today would be the day I'd call in sick because I feel horrible. I'm numb up to my ass. My face is numb. My hands are numb. I feel nauseous. I feel hungover. I felt like I, I just drank a quart of vodka last night, and I'm, I'm trying to go to work today. So what you just said, now let me say this. For probably four or five years, I had been taking a very powerful probiotic. Some days, 900 billion CFUs a day. I was taking... Um, now I'm going to forget the name of it. Isn't this funny? Um, 
VSL number three, VLS, because yeah. I have yeah. brain fog. I can't recall when I'm, I'm like this. Uh, and I gave up caffeine, so I can't depend on taking high doses of caffeine anymore. So today I go back to steak and eggs, but I was taking some days 900 billion CFUs, every day at least 450 billion CFUs of VSL, which is predominantly a, a lactic acid-based uh, probiotic. Yeah, so this is why this article was so fascinating. This could be the beginning of a trend where we're maybe we're – there's a lot of data out there on probiotics and you know some good, some bad. But if you take the aggregate of all of it, it really does not have a sustained response in the data. So I always tell my patients, if you feel better on it, that's great. This is really one of the first times where we've seen good data where it says, oh, wait a minute. It may not help, but look, in some people it actually may be causing issues. It is really it is really interesting, your symptoms. Um, and then to hear about your sister. First of all, I'm very sorry about your sister. That's got to be real tough. That's yeah. certainly uh, – um, but I want to tie together Parkinson's disease real quick to leaky gut. I don't know if you've ever thought about this. But no, no, I did. There was a study that just, just, just came out that said that. But go ahead. Go ahead t- talk about it. Yeah, so basically the model in Parkinson's is that you have what's called the enteric nervous system, meaning you have nerves in your gut. You know, the, Your gut is your second brain. And it has a direct tie to the central nervous system, and that's how things can go right up. Well, they looked at this. When we talk about leaky gut, really what we're talking about are macromolecules, molecules coming across that shouldn't be. And the reason why is because then they call those antigenic, meaning the body recognizes it as foreign and it mounts a big response. So there's actually a study where they showed that they injected uh, mice with lipopolysaccharides, which is a macromolecule from bacteria, like SIBO can do this. SIBO can result in leaky gut. And they actually caused Parkinson's disease in these mice. Now, Parkinson's is because these things called Lewy bodies develop. Right. So the inflammation, the chronic brain inflammation, allowed these Lewy bodies to actually develop. I was looking at another study where they looked at people and they checked um, zonulin levels in their blood. And they showed that, basically showing that there's some leaky gut. They three a subset of multiple sclerosis patients had leaky gut for three years before developing multiple sclerosis, and they tracked these people. So everything we're talking about here is no joke. This isn't just oh you're going to have a little burping and gas. No, you you need to do this stuff to protect essentially the integrity of your brain. Now you seem to be having a very profound reaction to probably the gliadin component of that bread. So you're having a complete, if we want to tie it together with the lactic acid, if we want to tie it together to the enteric nervous system, irritating the central nervous system. Yeah, I'm, uh, unfortunately, I think this is the epigenetics. If you continue right. like that, you probably will unlock some disease. That yes. So, so, so uh, you are, I'm not asking you to diagnose anything. I'm not asking you, but um, obviously a trantil before every meal, number one. No probiotics whatsoever. In fact, I probably should stay away from anything that promotes even prebiotic fiber is it affects me funny that we should say this right um so what like what else, um, if i if i do steak and eggs i feel great i yeah. feel friggin great so i just do steak and eggs for how long and will those those bad actors die off those those uh, probiotics that are not being fed anymore will they die off and if so how long does it take well i think it can take um, a lo- I, it's very variable because the biggest thing that comes down to this is, Carl, is the motility of your intestines. So if you have an area where you have poor motility in the, du- in the du- uh, duodenum or in the jejunum, then 
it can actually, they can keep recurring. You can have recurrent bacterial overgrowth, but there's a couple things you can do. So when you talk about atrontil kind of helping out, well, remember, atrontil is made of polyphenols. And we know that these polyphenols are extremely good for you. This is what is, makes fruits and vegetables colorful, the same molecules in the Mediterranean diet. Now, we realized after we started doing, I've been doing a ton of research on different angles like this, and we got what's called an NSF certification, which is certified for sport, which means like Olympic athletes can take it because you know what you're taking. Right. And I was talking to, um, or I attended a lecture from a Dr. Botel from, from the UK, and it was fascinating because she says, right now, polyphenols are the biggest thing. And what we need to find is a stable polyphenol that, just like we talked about earlier, can be, when exposed to acid, does not get degraded, but more importantly, when it gets exposed to base, does not get degraded. That means you need a large polyphenol like a proanthocyanidin or the same type of molecules that we have in atrontil. So I was like, oh, wow, that's fascinating. That's perfect. That's exactly what we have. Then later, a different lecture, or I think it was an article that I read. Here's the other really cool thing. It isn't so much that these polyphenols directly help us. What we're learning is they go to your colon where your own bacteria will break them down into postbiotics. So here's a new term. We talk about probiotics, prebiotics. I'm going to throw out postbiotics. What that means is your own bacteria will cleave these large molecules and go, this is anti-inflammatory. This will go into the brain. This one's here. This will do this. So feed your body what it needs. And if you have an appropriate and a diversified microbiome, they will be able to use molecules like Atrontil to decrease the overall inflammatory process that's actually going on. Yeah, because I feel what I, I, I ate a lot of carbs yesterday and I ate sugars yesterday because I've been feeling so good. You know, that not that the way it is? Like, you feel good. You're like, oh, I can, I can dip into this now. And, and I feel horrible today. And I, and I said to Elisa, I fed some bad microbes in my gut yesterday, and they are just thriving right now, and they are pooping out toxins. Well, I tell you what, for somebody that feels horrible, you still got a lot of energy. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I Look, I, I'm going to be honest with the audience. I would probably p- be pretty sick if, A, I wasn't on HRT, B, I use uh, appropriate amounts of important peptides that have a restorative and reparative f- effect on the body. The nice thing now is that you can get prescribed these peptides and get them from legitimate pharmacies now because the FDA is now allowing pharmacies to buy uh, their own amino acid sequencers and produce things like uh, um, uh, BPC-157, thymosin beta-4, GHRP-6, modified growth factors 1 through 29. I I use those. I also take five I use of oxytocin post-workout because the research on elderly, old, uh, aging muscles and oxytocin is amazing. Uh, so, and, and I use very, very, very low doses of, uh, of melanotan-2, not to instill a tan, but melanotan-2 is a thousand times stronger than melanocortin-stimulating hormone. And just 25 micrograms is all you need a day to shut down whole body inflammation. Melanotin 2 interacts with four of the five melanocortin receptors. And the melano, And in fact, I will go as far as say, and I formulated a very important vitamin D supplement, but I'll go as far as to say that 70% of all the things that we think is from vitamin D and sun exposure is actually from the melanocortin system. And the mm. melanocortin system gets no credit for its effects on... I, I mean, hell... 
sun exposure can actually cause your body intimal in, uh, inflammation shuts down and the body will reabsorb plaque. They did a study with melanotan too on rodents and and the plaque disappeared that they made in their arteries disappeared. And when we look at when we look at heart disease and arteriosclerosis, we always look at studies, epidemiological studies of people who live close to the equator, and we go, wow, they don't have any plaque, so we should just take more vitamin D. No, get out in the friggin' sun. Stop being so afraid of the sun. Don't listen to your, to your dermatologist. They're wrong. We evolved for millions of years with our feet in the grass and our faces in the sun. Yeah, we've gotten to the point where we've just become so scared of the sun, the, the windows that block UV lights and, and the chemicals that are being used in our sunscreens. Yeah. I am, so, I am so dark right now, it's not funny. I mean, I, mean, I just got my 23andMe back. I'm 14% African. I understand why I get so dark in the sun. I got to be honest with you. I really do. <laughs> but anyway, all right, so I think we've, in, we, we've, we've really hit on a lot of important topics here. Um, and I, I do. I am going to email you so that we can pick a twice a month date, uh, day of and time that works for you that we can come on and talk about updates because because everybody today has gut problems and we are seeing the rise of diseases and I know it in my gut, no pun intended, that if we can help people fix their guts, we can shut down diseases. Look at me. Look at look at what I'm going through and how sensitive I am. And as soon as I change my diet, I feel so friggin' good again. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I will try to accommodate, but I am still a full-time doctor, so I will try my best because I love coming on your show. I love Superhuman Radio. I like how you cover a ton of topics. Um, I'll try and come on as much as I can. but Even if it's just once a month. We'll do it once a month. That way it'll be less of a load for you. How's that sound? <laughs> okay. okay? <laughs> that sounds great. That's All right, awesome. Dr. Brown. Thanks for being here today, brother. All right, Carl. As always, had a blast. Thank you. All right, take care. All right, we're going to take one quick commercial break. We'll be right back. If you suffer from abdominal bloating, relief is here. Introducing Atrontil. Developed by a board-certified gastroenterologist, it relieves bloating where it starts, in the small bowel. That's why Atrontil works while other remedies don't. In clinical trials, 88% of bloating sufferers who use prescription medications with no relief found Atrontil. Relieve their symptoms, and it's available without a prescription because is made from a patented molecular combination of botanical extracts. It's not a probiotic. Plus, it's natural, vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. Atrontil. Even the name is proven to make you feel better. Go to lovemytummy.com and use code SHR for 10% off. That's code SHR at lovemytummy.com. Lovemytummy.com. What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? You'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to efxsports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right. Six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try. 
Just cover a small shipping and handling fee, and they're on their way to you. See for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally. Head over to EFXSports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today. Once again, that's EFXSports.com. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new Transformation Challenge and win $10,000. Or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Who ever heard of a supplement company that lets you pick the products they make and sell? What you have now, we are All-American Body, a factory direct supplement brand proudly brought to you by All-American Pharmaceutical. Don't pay more somewhere else. You can get the same or even better products directly from us. Now check this out. All-American Body is a brand about you. Tell us what to make next so you can save big. Go ahead and request a specific ingredient. You know, arginine, citrulline, vitamin D, a product type or category, keto, greens, naturals, herbals, nootropics, and even a specific branded product or formula. We'll either copy it exactly or make it even better. And best of all, it won't cost anything close to what you've been paying, period. And if we do end up using your suggestion, you'll get the first bottle absolutely free. We'll also give you full credit on that product's description page. You'll be famous signing autographs and people asking you to take pictures with them wherever you go. So head on over to allamericanbody.com right now. That's allamericanbody.com and make your product request today. All American Body. Crazy savings, insane results. Ever feel like you want something Something crunchy? From the company that gave us the Quest Protein Bar, now comes the Quest High Protein Potato Chips. With 21 grams of high-quality protein and only 5 grams of carbs and no artificial ingredients. Just like Quest Bars, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest High Protein Potato Chip banner ad today and get ready to be satisfied. Thanks to Quest Nutrition, chips just aren't what they used to be. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You too can benefit from Live On Labs lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. This is the Superhuman Channel, where brawn and brains finally meet. Welcome back. Yeah, this, this show got me fired up today because... There are steps to take um, to heal your gut. There really are. And re- quite frankly, steak and eggs uh, makes a big difference for me. Uh, I felt so good after eating nothing but steak and eggs for well over a week. And uh, it was amazing to me. It was like, oh, I'm on the right track. And then what do I do? Because I'm a douche, right? Oh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat a little chocolate today. You know, oh, it's, it's, it's uh, only got three grams of sugar per serving, and I eat a whole friggin' bar. And then last night, I had um, yogurt, and people are going to be like, but Carl, yogurt, like, are you being a little anal? No. This stuff doesn't work for me. It's feeding the microbes in my gut that are not good for me. And, you know, 
I put up a mem the other day that today you have to be militant about your health. You do. Because there's a lot of people who'll say, so you'll find something that works for you that you really feel good. And you know that if you just do this for the next year, you'll be out of the woods once and for all. But then there's people around you who are like, you know, oh, come on, loosen up. You know, oh, you're not going to enjoy this. You're not going to enjoy that. Uh, and, and guess what? You'll enjoy life a lot better not being feeling like crap after you eat something. And really, that's the, that's the, what you have. I went out to dinner the other night to a great restaurant, and I ordered the uh, ribeye. And I asked the waiter, I says, can you get me three eggs on top of it? And he goes, I'll go ask. And he says, yeah, sure. The chef said, fine. So I had steak and eggs. Everybody else ate what they wanted. Everybody enjoyed themselves. I enjoyed myself. I felt great the next day. And then the weekend comes along, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to loosen up a little bit. Nope. can't. Too soon to loosen up. And you know what? This is life or death. It really is because if I if I keep eating the wrong foods, I will I will develop a disease. Right now, I believe strongly that I'm at a point right now that if I do the right thing for the next six eight months, that I will actually be all healed up again. So, if you're like me, and and you know what the right thing to do is, but you keep I don't know. Maybe it's addictive personality. I'm just thinking about that. But if you know what the right thing to do is and you find reasons not to do it, then you're really your own worst enemy. And uh, that, that can only be blamed on you. All right. That's it for today's show. Lots of great stuff in today's show. Uh, tomorrow we have uh, the Blueprint Power Hour, of course, and we have great shows the rest of the week. Zad Chow is going to be coming on. We're going to talk about two physicians who don't get any credit for launching what is today the keto movement and the carnivore movement. And that's doctors Keckwick and Pawan. And we're going to talk about their research because everybody today acts like they invented this and they invented that. Oh, I, you know, I'm the, I'm the leader of, of, of uh, keto. I'm the leader of the carnivore diet. And doctors Keckwick and Pawan actually did a very good study back in the early fifties where they had women eat isocaloric diets where either they were eating 80% of their calories from carbohydrates or fats or protein. And really, that study gave rise to the high-fat weight loss type diets today that we see morphing into extreme keto diets that are just stupid. But no one pays attention to the protein uh, group. And we're going to talk about that with Zad Chow because I really think that everybody is chasing keto to lose weight when doctors Keckwick and Pawan actually gave us a better model to not just lose weight but gain muscle at the same time. And that really is the carnivore diet. So we're going to talk about that. I think he's going to come on Wednesday uh, after Dr. Jeff. Uh, don't miss that show because Zad is brilliant and he's unbiased. Uh, and so it'll be a great show, I promise you. All right, so that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Share the podcast. Help some people be healthy, okay? And we'll talk to you tomorrow.